0: Hello, I'm Travis Wayne Hurt, and you're listening to the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special, the podcast. This month, Aaron Gillis and I will discuss Pringles, the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas Special does them all. It's the seventh Christmas special we made for Urbana Public Television, and you can find it on their YouTube page if you would like to watch it. After that, I'll be joined by Jen Quinlan to talk about The Gift Part 2. It's the segment she made for this installment of the special. Let's go.
1: Oh, Robin. Hi, Aaron. We are back and we wa- just both watched separately Pringles, the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special, Does Them All.
0: Yeah, it's the seventh one we made, and at this point, we're just um, copying the names of the Christmas specials off of installments of movies. Like the fifth one was Ravager, because that was the fifth Phantasm movie. And then I was like, what's a thing that has seven movies and what will be the seventh one? And this one's named after the Debbie Does Dallas porn franchise. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The seventh one of which is Debbie Does Them All. It's also called Pringles because at this point, a bunch of the people who work on the Christmas specials, me, Tony, Adani, Laurel, Hilla, Sometimes Adam. We were getting together every Wednesday night to watch wrestling. And during wrestling, they just run the same commercials over and over, like if you watch any sport. And at the time, there was some Pringles ad campaign where they were encouraging you to buy a bunch of different Pringles and put them together to build, like, different alternate flavors. Interesting. And so one day I just went to Meyer and I bought every flavor of Pringle they had. And then for months we had Pringles at Tony's house. <laughs> And we got to joking that we should get the Christmas special to be sponsored by Pringles. And, of course, they didn't do it, even though I asked them on Twitter. (laughs) You
1: did ask them. It's funny.
0: And uh, we just ended up doing it anyway, pretending it was sponsored by Pringles. And there's a lot of Pringles content within this special.
1: Yes, it is definitely sponsored unofficially by Pringles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's actually the cold open, which we'll just go with. Um. It starts out with me. I'm in Tony's kitchen digging through a shelf of snacks. Nothing seems good. Mm-mm. I sit down to watch one of the Christmas specials because that's what I watch on TV and it breaks into a commercial and it's a Pringles commercial. It's Luke and Joanna telling me other various snacks aren't for me. Yeah. And then
1: Cheetos, bag bones. It's hot flavor. I can't remember what it was. And then pita chips.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then the little Pringles guy voiced by Tony cuts in and says that Pringles were made specifically for me. It convinces me to go to the store and buy Pringles while the Fights music plays. And it's the opening credits.
1: I love the Fights.
0: This was their song, Old Movies. A couple things I just have briefly about this. I co-host another podcast. I don't know if you know that, even though you've been on it.
1: I've been on it? Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, the Every Movie Marathon.
0: Every Movie Marathon podcast. Uh, while we were working on this Christmas special, we were also recording an episode of that. And Tony sent me this opening credits video while I was at Luke and Joanna's setting up to record. And Luke could just hear Tony screaming and growling coming out of the computer, like we're the part where he's like, Ah! <laughs> He's just like, what's that? So I remember that from working on this. And the other thing I have is I walk to the CVS to buy Pringles, and I walk past the red box, and we set that red box up so the movie Bumblebee was on there. (laughs) Great. Just keep getting Bumblebee starring Angela Bassett into the Christmas special. Next up is the second Babu Bear.
1: Yes. Babu Bear Returns
0: return of babu bear
1: return of babu bear
0: uh the big note i have on here is that there's snow in it there is we make these christmas specials and there's not a lot of snow Mm -mm. but they had recorded this one a previous one or two years at christmas before and by then it had snowed instead of us filming everything in november and it still hasn't snowed
1: i wonder if it's in snow this year
0: I hope so. It's the 10th year. I know, a better snow. Mother Nature should participate. It's filmed at Joanna's mom's house, or I guess Chris's mom's house, or I guess she's her own person. Colleen's house. Colleen's house in Urbana. Looks like the family's all there. Uh, it's got a point of view thing where Babu Bear walks up to the house, sits on the garbage can.
1: Yeah, I um really liked, you know, Chris is really tall. I really liked thinking about Chris being out in outside really hunched over making all those crazy babu bear noises
0: <laughs> yeah that is good I wonder what Colleen's neighbors thought yeah Emily Chris's oldest son goes outside sees the bear and brings it in and then it starts to terrorize them because they beat him up and threw him out when they were younger yep it's his return his revenge
1: he doesn't get very far
0: no he's he buries Leo the younger child <laughs> <I> like- <laughs> in a bunch of couch cushions and then the boys beat him up and throw him back in the trash
1: like and lee's like who buried you leo i don't know i guess it's a mystery yeah it's a mystery
0: yeah (laughs) incredible actors yeah one thing i did notice in here that goes into later installments of these babu bear things when they bring babu bear in the house and he starts causing havoc he first starts knocking their toys over, and the thing he knocks over is a Thomas the Tank Engine train set. Mm-hmm. Later in one of these, and I still don't know what it is, Chris is voicing an evil Thomas the Tank Engine that's gonna that's swearing revenge on the boys. <laughs> so I don't know if this is that Thomas.
1: Maybe.
0: We'll have to see in Babu Bear Four, Five, whatever happens.
1: Thomas takes over. <laughs>
0: Maybe you could make that for the 10th Christmas special. This year we had made a few transitional things in between the segments, which is the Pringles can floating around and there's a guitar riff. And Tony had kind of put footage in there that goes along with the segments either before or after. So I did notice in this one, it's a polar bear Yeah. because the Babu bear segment just ended. Ah. Next up, the next segment's called transmission from planet beef. This is a, pro wrestler that we met and kind of know he we met him working shows in homer for the united wrestling coalition or the company that operates out of bloomington iron spirit pro i mentioned earlier all the group of the people that work on the christmas specials who watch wrestling together every week Mm -hmm. we were also going to these shows and adani had become the biggest fan in the world of this wrestler. So Tony reached out to him on social media and got him to film this thing where he's basically cutting a promo to Santa about what he wants for Christmas. And of course, he wants Pringles. Pringles, yeah. of
1: course. What is the Planet Beef thing?
0: You know, I don't know. <laughs> I Because it's not part of his gimmick at all. What's he, his
1: wrestler name?
0: His name is Big Beef, Gnarls oh. Garvin.
1: Well, Big Beef, Planet Beef.
0: Planet Beef. There you go. But I don't know why it's a different planet. I think his thing is that he wrestles from a trailer park. He's not an alien. (laughs) But anyway, thank you, Beef. He, last year, I believe, signed a major league wrestling. So he's one of three wrestlers that appear in this one that are signed to national companies. We'll get to that later. Next up, very short thing that Anastasia just made for us. Very obviously shot on their phone. It's a dog eating a pumpkin in the snow. I don't know how we got to this, and there's some contention as to why it's called this. But I noticed in the credits, it's called Jasper eats the melon, and Anastasia has said that they didn't call it that, and I swear they did. But it's very obviously not a melon; it's a pumpkin.
1: Is a pumpkin not a melon? No, I guess it's not. Is it?
0: I don't know. I don't it's a know. Gourd? A squash?
1: Gourd? Oh yeah, yeah. Is a yeah. gourd a melon? I don't know. Um, And also, is Jasper not the name of their dog?
0: Jasper is the name of the dog. Oh, okay. And it has an exclamation point at the end of it for some reason. Mm. So, thanks, Jasper. Way to eat that melon. I know. I'll say it.
1: I was real happy that he got to eat that melon.
0: Yeah, he looked like he was having a good time. Yeah. Another bumper. This time, it's a record playing, and the footage for that's taken right from this segment, which is the gift part two. Mm Mm-hmm. Jen and Mike Quinlan made this again, and it features their baby, Lottie.
1: I have a theory. Let's hear it. It's that Barbara the Puppet wants to take over the baby's body.
0: Yeah, I was watching this today and trying to figure it out, and I, of course, don't know what's really going on here because I didn't work on it at all. Barbara the Puppet brings baby Lottie a gift, lies down next to the baby, and then it cuts to the baby walking to exile on Main Street. Yeah. Buys a Barbra Streisand record, starts playing the record, and then I think it turns into the puppet.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know.
0: But then all of a sudden the puppet's in the record store instead of the baby, it peeks up, looks at Matt Campbell, who's startled by the puppet, grabs the puppet and runs out of the store. The end. The end. All while like a slowed down, weird, modern day horror movie version of Most Wonderful Time of the Year is playing. Uh, next up, it's a bumper with fire in the background, which I think is representing Tony and Travis Bean being dead in Heck.
1: Heck. Yeah, this... The, the, uh, the starting of this, I was like, what the hell's going on in
0: this? <laughs> it's, it's a fake... Uh, well, I guess not fake. Tony took footage from Michael, one of Michael Jordan's retirement press conferences and turned it into a press conference about him retiring from shotgunning beers.
1: Yeah, but it's also his Bulls-themed birthday party.
0: Yeah, which I thought was great because it didn't make any sense that all the Bulls stuff would be on there. Quick note I have about that, just things that I thought were funny in it. He is talking about specifically he's not going to shotgun cans of alcohol anymore He'll still shotgun monster energy drinks. He'll still drink alcohol, but he's not shotgunning, Mm -hmm. quote, cans of alcohol. And then when he's also saying he will still drink alcohol, he's like, I'll still drink beer with my friends. I'll still drink beer with their kids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All of our kids. Tony's going to get drunk with them. And then he leaves the press conference to go play in his bounce house for his birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Happy birthday, Tony.
0: The segment's not over, though, because next is Travis Bean, who has appeared in these before in the infomercials Selling the Pot that they made. And with his brother, Kyle, doing the bro exercises. He's cutting together an In Memoriam segment for Toadie, because Toadie's dead. And in heck. And he's just watching the video, getting drunk by himself.
1: Chugging Evan Williams whiskey, which I was... I wrote, is he really chugging Evan Williams whiskey?
0: I was trying to figure it out, too. I think it had to be, like, tea or cola or something. I would hope so. They're really hitting it hard in here.
1: Yes, they were.
0: Which they do do when they get together, which I think shows through in some of the acting sometimes, but not so much of this one.
1: No, which maybe they learned.
0: Travis Bean makes the video, gets hammered, and then drowns to death in his own vomit. I think I remember Tony sending me a thing like, is this okay? Is it too dark? And I was like, whatever.
1: It's a little dark. I had a one of my friends' dads died because that way. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, really, it was really sad. Don't show this to them.
1: No. I don't think they'd watch it. <laughs>
0: you know, a, a weird thing. I mean, similar to that in these Christmas specials, um, the year that the whole Christmas special was about me being dead, my stepdad died on Christmas Eve that year. Oh. And then my family all got together like for our our family Christmas like a month later. We always did it in January because everyone's less busy by then. Yeah. And they were kind of like, let's watch that thing. And I was like, no, let's not. (laughs) No. (laughs) We can't watch this thing about someone being dead because someone really did just die. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this Christmas special just full of misery. Travis dies and he also goes to heck where he meets Tony and they're very happy to see each other. And then they just decide they're going to get drunk all the time. Because that's what you do in heck. Yeah. And after about an hour of it, Travis is done.
1: He's like, I can't do this anymore.
0: Tony catches Travis up on what's been happening in heck. I host this TV show. I sabotage the TV show by getting too drunk. Then I retired from shotgunning beers. And now I'm just going to draw dogs for eternity. And then they get really drunk. And then they say that being in heck is... That you can't die, but you feel like you're dying forever.
1: Sounds awful. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So Travis gets sick of being there. And they set up like a tenuous, the best reason, way to get out of heck, heck. Which is that if you have a connection with someone, they're like hinting at an internet connection with someone. They can bring you back. Travis and his brother Kyle had done their bro exercise segments virtually in the past and so it shows Travis's brother Kyle very sadly crying and crying. working out alone crying
1: and squatting
0: and then Travis starts working out in heck and it brings him back
1: he says you squatted me to life
0: yeah I, I remember the first time I saw this segment and I was just like overly happy to see them together again it and was they were very nice hugging and Travis smelled bad and was like just ignore how bad I smell Tony's alone in heck again Travis didn't want to be there poor Tony in the segment too, when he's talking about how if you have a connection to someone, you can come back, Tony specifically mentions, "I have no friends." <laughs> so, he's stuck forever. Travis and Kyle just start working out again, doing bro exercises, and then Travis barfs again.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so, so he died again.
0: I don't know. So yeah, it does like erupt in the fire, fire around him yeah. again, just like when he went to heck.
1: So is Travis in heck?
0: I don't know. <laughs> It'll be funny. He died again. Good
1: yeah
0: next up is a another bumper with a can flying around uh this time it's just a road. not exactly sure what the segment next is another song that Laurel made and video she shot on a work trip to Germany. Cool. You can see like it says Munich on everything, yeah,
1: I knew it wasn't America.
0: And then their voice message is in here, like, f- made in character. And I, the way I remember this is, so Tony and Laurel worked together at the same company, and they would leave these fake voicemails to each other on their work messaging system or potentially on their own phones. And so they just cut these in here during parts of the songs. It's a thing. We were pressuring Laurel to get something done, and she talked to Tony, and this is what they ended up making. I guess pushing to make this thing an hour again, which we still didn't quite get to. Uh, Another bumper segment with the claw flying around, this time in the background, is footage of a claw show that was at the Canopy Club. Tony had become the official videographer for a claw at this point Mm. and was going to record all their shows. And this show was in like September of 2019. And then we've never done a big full show again since because of COVID.
1: Oh, yeah. COVID. We
0: we did one smaller show since then. It's the only Claw show I was never a part of. And then we had another one scheduled this summer and it got rained out.
1: Right. I remember that.
0: But this is the segment Claw made for this Christmas special. The premise behind every Claw Christmas special segment is get the members of Claw together Have them act like themselves in character have them get into a fight this time we had six of the characters i also noticed at the end of this special overall we have the closing credits and we tried to get whereas before in the past we would have a segment credits, segment credits we had kind of told everyone this time if you put credits in here we're cutting them off we're going to put everything at the end so it flows better And I noticed in watching the segments that a lot of the Claw women had their character names and either a fake name or just their character name as a character name. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what we're doing with the credits is like, if you want your name in here, we can have it in here. If you don't, don't worry. We won't associate you with us. But yeah, so I did notice some of the Claw characters did not want their real names in the credits of this, which fair. 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 But yeah, six of the wrestlers, they're getting together to do a gift exchange, secret Satan gift exchange. Mm -hmm. We shot this at um, one of the members who I noticed in the credits didn't want their real name in, so I won't say it. Not because I don't remember it. (laughs) Uh, The character, Danny, the dungeon master, we shot this at their apartment building. They had kind of like a... It was like a shed you could rent, not rent out, like reserve, like an activity room. Oh. And so we strange. spent a whole day in there shooting. A whole day.
1: That's a long time.
0: I specifically remember while making this, like, so Tony shot this. I was there even though I didn't do anything. I was just there for moral support. And while they were going on all day, I was like, man, if I filmed this, this day, we'd be here for an hour and it would be over. Uh, But I think since... Tony like, let them work through things and go through things and film all day. It turned out a lot better. It's yeah. Like, so Tony's a much more patient filmmaker yes. than I am. Kind of uh,
1: got to be, I think, to be a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What well, you and I make, not necessarily good. No. It's efficient, though.
1: We just like to be done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. So yeah, they're doing their gift exchange. They get in a couple fights here. First up, the character, the cornstalker, they decorate them with, like, a garland made out of popcorn. Their character freaks out. They start fighting, and then it cuts to a commercial. I don't... You weren't there, because, I, I mean, you were done with Claw at this point yeah. anyway, but a couple things you might not have noticed in here. None of the fighting ever actually takes off full bore, and it's yeah. because we only had six of the wrestlers there, Um pants the mime, Punky Bruiser, the Cornstalker, Dewey Decimator, Whammy Fay Baker, and Danny the Dungeon Master. So we couldn't have like a full-on brawl, but also, one of those wrestlers had a broken foot. They're just in a walking cast the whole time. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so we had a couple of small fights break out. Here's the first small fight. It breaks out. It goes into a commercial, Pringles commercial. It goes into another commercial. Pringles commercial in German. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't know why. (laughs) And then it cuts back to their gift exchange. Um, We basically just wanted the wrestlers to give each other bad gifts and that would cause them all to fight, which happens. So these characters, they each know their own character better than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, from working on these shows, like, you can't give your character a real backstory because the audience isn't going to know what it is. Right. Right. And so we had just said, like, here's how we're going to make sure your character gets mad. You bring a gift that you know they would hate, and then we'll pretend someone else gave it to you.
1: That's a great plan.
0: Adani's character, Punky Bruiser, gets vegetables. Because canonically, at least according to her, her character only likes to eat candy. Yeah. Whammy Faye Baker gets mad because someone donates actual money to a real charity in her name instead of just giving her money. Yeah,
1: and gives her a neutral eyeshadow palette. Yeah,
0: perfect. (laughs) So they break out into a fight. Second fight of the segment. Also very limited because not a lot of action could have happened.
1: I like that Dewey is just an empty bag that has some rat poison in it. And she goes, this is what they gave me last year. <laughs> I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we ever saw Dewey Decimator again. That's my, like, my favorite claw character ever. And yeah, I know-
1: Dewey's great.
0: Madeline and I... Used to get together. Madeline plays Dewey Decimator. She's been on this podcast before. But we've talked about how we're the two best Claw heel characters. Yes. Yeah. We used to get together at Claw Functions and brag when no one else was around. (laughs) I remember like sitting in Kenneth and Allie's basement being like, yeah, we're the best. (laughs) No one else is around. We can talk about this. It's funny.
1: I always wanted to be a heel, but people always liked my character a lot (laughs) it's like it's not possible
0: yeah some of the some of the characters it's impossible um in the show we just worked on that it ended up getting rained out and just from hanging out with Adani she kind of pictures Punky as a heel Mm. like a brat that no one can like but Adani is too likable first of all very true and then this like underdog happy-go-lucky child character even if they are annoying gonna be a face forever yeah yeah so suck it Dotty deal with it you have to be good <laughs> another pringles bumper this time a cactus in the background because the next segment is by isaac hensley as his drone music project herbert deuce and he's running around in the desert in phoenix arizona or near there that's where he lives playing this drone music and it's just A guy in a hazmat suit running around.
1: All I could think about was, I wonder how hot he is.
0: I know. (laughs) How much is
1: he sweating in that suit?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he has that suit on and then there's someone in a poncho or a robe chasing it. It just has to be so hot. And kind of to demonstrate how hot it is, there's like a reflective mirror rotating the whole time. And it's like kind of a blinding light coming through. It's drone music. I was trying to hear if there was anything coming through. There's part of it where it kind of sounds like Jingle Bells on guitar. Huh. So I don't know. That might have just been me reaching for Christmas meaning. Another bumper. It's a tiger because the next segment is about my kittens. Yay. Gillis and Nest.
1: This was really fun to film just because we just got to play with kittens for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, I had just gotten these cats. So we filmed this in November or December and the cats were kittens they were born in August and September, so they were only like three or four months old. Someone had told me when I got them, my buddy Julie, she says, you should just take as many pictures of them while they're li- as little as you can, because it's not going to last very long. And so I knew like, oh, I should get definitely get them in the Christmas special as kittens. And for the most part, the segments you and I make are about eating. Yeah. So let's eat the cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got on Amazon and I bought stuffed animals of them that looked as similar to them as you could get. It's not that hard. You get a gray striped one for the gray tabby cat, you get a black and white one for the tuxedo cat. Then we I cut them open and tore out all the stuffing and we filled them up with spaghetti. <laughs> Aaron's petting the cats while we talk about eating <laughs> them. They did just watch this with me. They didn't care.
1: Um, yeah, they're so cute. Gillis is so fluffy looking.
0: She's still a very fluffy cat. When you touch her, like she's a lot of hair and it makes her look fatter than she really is. Um, uh, I guess the overall premise of this one is you're coming over to meet the cat the kittens. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, here's Gillis, she's named after you. Yeah. Have we talked we've had to have talked about that on here, right? I, maybe. Aaron helped me pick up Gillis. Yes. Um, one of her co-workers had two barn cats. They were giving them out. And I said, I'll take them. Then the day before we went to pick them up, one of them disappeared.
1: Yeah. He's like, a coyote probably ate it. Yeah. but <laughs> I was like, oh, okay.
0: We picked up Gillis, took her home. and I got Fogel two weeks later. And they've been my little buds since then. Because even though we eat them here, they are still alive.
1: They are. We didn't actually eat cats.
0: Yeah. It was just those stuffed animals stuffed full of spaghetti our favorite thing to eat in these christmas specials
1: we do love spaghetti
0: whenever someone finds out or i'm telling someone like hey i work on these this is what they are they're like well can you show me and show them to me and i'll send them the whole playlist of like all of them which at this point is probably six hours long Mm -hmm. but if i just want to send them like a very concise thing like here's what the christmas specials are this is what it is yeah this (laughs) video it's so
1: good i you know i didn't All I knew was what we did, and we had the idea of that we'd be playing with them, and then we'd keep like getting them close to our face and like rubbing them on our faces and smelling them and deciding that they smelled so good that we wanted to eat them. Yeah. And then I didn't know what Tony was going to do with it, and he just picked the perfect song. (laughs) It was so great. Yeah.
0: The music just builds and builds and builds until it's like crashing and we're devouring the cats and getting blood or spaghetti all over our faces yeah. and licking the plates it's great it was great this is one of my favorite things we've ever me made.
1: too it yeah. was really fun
0: and then it's uh the segment where i thank thank everyone again we didn't know who was in this so it's just me thanking a, a void you know i also noticed that at the very end i'm i'm holding the cats to like say hey look they're fine they're still alive and i'd forgot to uh say that my Twitter handle was at Jake Fogelnest, so we had to cut in a different thing of me saying that. And the credits roll. Yep. We put all those at the end, like I discussed. And then this time, the post-credits segment. It's the most famous people we've ever got to be in the podcast. Woo! These pro wrestlers, Leva Bates and Peter Avalon, they wrestle for AEW. AEW had been in town like a month before around this time, and you and our buddy Christina D'Angelo were trying to get the wrestlers to say stuff for the Christmas yeah. special.
1: They were the nicest ones.
0: Yeah. So we did get one other bit of footage here. And it's actually the only bit of footage we've ever had to cut from the Christmas specials because the audio was so That's bad. so bad. If anyone can give me a ride home, that'd be real nice. It's too bad. Because it's an even more famous wrestler. It was Orange Cassidy. Yeah,
1: we got him first because it's your favorite. And then then we had them do it too just to make sure we had enough, I guess.
0: It's them saying my old radio sign off.
1: If anyone could give me a ride home,
0: that would be real nice. And their gimmick, at least at the time, is that they were librarians. So then they're like shushing the camera because they would come out and shush everyone to get them mad. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end of our seventh Christmas special.
1: Wow.
0: Anything else to add?
1: I just want to also say that I already said that those guys were really nice. They were pretty much the only people who would talk to us. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Dirty the wrestler's bad, so we want to start slamming them here. Uh, Shout out to the ones who were nice. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Peter Avalon. Leva Bates. Very the nice. best. Very nice. All right. Well, I'll see you in a month.
1: Yeah. Bye.
2: It's Christmas. It's Christmas.
0: All right. So I'm here today with Jen Quinlan, and we're going to talk about the segment that she made with her husband, Mike, and their baby, and our buddy, Matt, for Pringles, the Travis Wayne Her Christmas special, Does Them All. And it was called The Gift Part Two. Hi, Jen.
2: Hey, Travis. How are you doing today?
0: Good. Thank you for coming over to my house and sitting here with my cats and I. Or me, my cats, and me, sitting with me.
2: <laughs> my pleasure. It, it's fun to take a step back from uh, momming it up on the farm today. So, And that's just not like a weird phrase that anybody that drives in for Muhammad says when they come into uh, the big city of Champagne. Oh, but yeah. yeah.
0: Momming it up on the farm. That seems like it could be like a, a, ho- a weird ho- internet search term. Oh, no.
2: <laughs> Don't find that video that I'm associated <laughs> with. No.
0: So yeah, yeah. Um, just overall, starting, I guess before we talk about this segment, I want to know a little bit more about how you got involved with the Christmas specials. So I'll tell you my memory of it, mm-hmm. is that one night super late, my buddy Joanna Troutman sent me a message and was like, hey, I'm at some work event or party or something, and Jen and Mike are here, and they said they want to make something for the Christmas special, and I told him okay you'll let them and i was like yeah i'll definitely let them and so i've like never really had any contact with you about doing any of this stuff
2: yeah i guess we're kind of mysterious that way so well and joanna too been a big fan ever since i met her as uh, the slice so any lady pal that dresses as a slice of pizza wrestles and has pizza tattoos Immediately was someone I had to know in my book, so I figured friends of friends. Of yeah. course, you, you had to be good people if uh, you're friends with a slice of pizza. So. Right,
0: right behind you is a print of there on the left is oh. her as the pizza. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh, Joanna Tuck. It's her birthday, so happy birthday, Joanna. Uh, was that her birthday. dancing in her living room last night?
2: <laughs> but yeah, she. I think we uh, when we lived in town, um, we had been familiar with your special. And then, uh, you know, I'd, I'd heard about it via Joanna. It's a little bit of folklore, you know, like if you're not close to the inner circle with the Travis Wainherd Christmas special, you kind of hear about it on the peripheral edge. So I had a couple of mutual friends that had referenced it like, who is this guy? What is this thing? What is he doing? And um, I, I've been a fan of like funky public access TV stuff. I even in high school uh, was one of the camera people where I grew up in Maryland that would shoot these local shows um and uh, have just kind of really i enjoy the creative process and i enjoy anything that's like handmade so um those are some things that stood out to us plus we like horror and we kind of sense there was a funky horror vibe undertone so yeah it it felt like it could be a good fit
0: it's definitely gone that way never intended but i'm glad it worked out that way because it's those are things I have an interest in for sure.
2: Almost like a uh, a Pee-wee Herman Christmas special. Is something like I've kind of like tied together in my head with uh, with some of the segments. If if you were a fan as a kid, yeah, of, I definitely uh watching that Pee-wee's as well. Playhouse. Yep, yep.
0: The movies, yeah. I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, even that show has like a like a fantastical kid sort of vibe, but there's definitely something wrong with it. <laughs> majorly wrong yeah and it feels kind of public accessy too right yeah. right um but yeah so thank you for pestering joanna to pester me to get you guys involved i've really appreciated the couple things you make and in general like i would love it if more community people just contacted me and made things that makes it easier for me less stuff i have to work on and yes more exciting and fun things for me to watch
2: yeah, not not knowing the curveballs that a stranger might throw your way to contribute towards your project, but
0: yeah, well, I have talked to people about this stuff over the years. Some people are like, "Oh, it, there's no cohesion to this. Like, there's no narrative arc to one installment." And I'm like, "Right, there's not supposed to be. It's like a variety show."
2: I can see that, but I I could also imagine like maybe for some of your your people that participate year to year, there might be some common threads or nods to like past chapters for those that you know are
0: yeah are, that's or def- true fanboys fangirls. That's definitely developed, and kind of the running joke I say at this point is whenever we're figuring out what we want to make this year, I'm like. Let's just, because there's always callbacks to it and doing the same things again and wearing the same clothes and doing whatever. And so at this point, I'm just saying, let's just do the same thing again, but now we're older. (laughs) (laughs) Which this is the 10th year of the Christmas specials. So going through this year, we've like watched ourselves age 10 years by talking about this every month. Brutal. Yeah, Eh, not bad. I think everyone's (laughs) looking great. Awesome. Yeah. So for the purpose of this conversation... And the podcast episode we're going to talk about the gift part two yes do you have any overall thoughts to start out with for this segment
2: sure or should
0: we like run through what it is briefly what happens
2: yeah i i'd be happy do you want me to kind of so that'd be great i'll I'll set up a little bit about the the gift part two great um so for those unfamiliar with part one sure uh which is a necessary backstory, I feel like, really to prime part two, if I may be so bold. Yeah. Um, so the gift in general uh, started where there, of course, is a possessed Barbara Streisand marionette.
0: Which you brought here today. Which I, I brought got, today. She I got to meet for the first time. It's like meeting a celebrity. Yeah,
2: she's a little shy. She's not saying much <laughs> right now. <laughs> but uh, so Babs, as we fondly call her in my house, um, Babs is a possessed marionette. And um, the gift part one involves Babs likes to give a gift. It's a green box, kind of with some white stripes on it. And that things happen to the people she gives a gift to. Uh, Part one involved giving a gift to um, our buddy and star, uh, Matt Campbell. And um, unfortunately, he was then sucked into the box and taken to another world um, in part one. And in part two, um, as recent parents, we thought it was a good idea to involve our daughter Lottie, who was three months old at the time, um, into being the next uh, person to receive a gift from Babs. So part two consists of uh, Babs creeping up some old, scary, giant stairs in our house, um, coming in, giving the gift to Lottie, and um, after that, Lottie, you know, kind of is uh, unknowingly guided by Babs to do stuff like, of course, break into Exile Main Street LP store uh, owned by Jeff Brandt here in Champaign, wander the aisles, find a Babs the Gift album, play it, and then Babs totally takes over Lottie's body, um, which, you know, we reach the, the climax of Babs then finding Matt Campbell again, and they get into a bit of a scuffle. Um, are some key plot elements for <laughs> the gift part two
0: yeah so i guess timeline wise then does this take place before the first the gift yep. if matt campbell's not trapped in the box or did he get out of the box and we didn't see it
2: you know travis i'd love to comment on that <laughs> but i think i would really like to keep that cliffhanger out there to uh maybe give me some uh Creative freedom for the gift part three. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Sure
0: you, I'm sure you had it all planned as oh, you were making this. Oh, of course. Yeah, like, this was
2: all storyboarded out though, like, three years ago. <laughs> like
0: George Lucas claiming that he knew he's making nine movies for oh, Star of course. Wars. Yeah,
2: yeah, I have the action figures all uh, prepped at my house, you know? Yeah, but, great. Yep.
0: So, yeah, I mean, that's great. That's exactly what I thought was happening. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. So within the credits you guys have provided us for this, you've like mentioned who sculpted the puppet and everything. And then when you Mm -hmm. got here today and showed me the puppet, you actually told me that that was one of your relatives. So who made this puppet? How did it come into your possession?
2: Yeah, so my-
0: Marionette, sorry. Yes,
2: you don't want to offend Babs with a puppet reference uh, as as a marionette. But um, Babs is um, something that my grandmother made. Um, Her name is Frances Trammell. And she was a legitimate, you know, fine artist. Um, She had paintings in galleries in Washington, D.C., Um, in in the 1950s, had her master's degree and like taught at University of Maryland. Um, So she she did beautiful, amazing pieces of artwork. Um, If I, you know, sorry, grandma. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this piece is a little bit eerie. Um, uh, She made it for my mom because my mom was into acting and was in a local production, local theater production, a funny girl. And so her mom thought it'd be nice to like make this marionette as a gift to my mom to commemorate, you know, being the lead at, in funny girl. Um, fast forward, my parents downsized. Um, Babs was part of a collection of some puppets and other things, uh, like a mime, um, the punch and Judy puppets and a variety of things. And through a chain of events, I wound up with this, um, in my possession. And, um, it has scared friends greatly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that kind of, specifically actually Matt was at our house when we lived in Champagne, and we were just kind of going through some things and it came out and Matt intensely did not like it, which of course as any good friend would be decided, oh, this could be a great opportunity to torture Matt further by uh, yeah, you know, turning course. this into a project here. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, force them to be together. There's yeah. <laughs> already a bad chemistry built in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> within this segment the gift part two you also have some footage that's cut in that has nothing to do with the plot it's like um after lottie buys the record takes it home or is playing it in exile i'm not sure if it's in exile or i think so i think yeah. in
2: exile sure
0: there's like kind of like in the movie the ring where the footage is cutting in it's similar to that what is that footage
2: yeah, well, well, some of it is from uh, Jeff Brandt's store. Um, he has some pretty cool murals and artwork on the ceiling. Um, so if you haven't gone and seen Exile Main Street, check it out. Um, you know, sliced in kind of the the train that goes by on the train tracks behind the store. And then one, um, you know, one interesting clip. Um, we still have like giant reels of family um, videos uh, from my parents and their grandparents so, yeah, one segment, I believe, is my Aunt Sally, who is a professional ballerina, skipping out of a house, like Eastern Shore, Maryland, um, and played it forward and played it in reverse and just looked delightfully eerie, so yeah. <laughs> decided to work it in.
0: Yeah, work with what you have. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a cu- couple other things. Just want to uh, give Jeff a shout out. Uh, it, I think uh, he should get the true kudos here for... Keeping a straight face and brilliantly ignoring us while we um, rummaged through his store with marionettes and screaming babies uh, over the course of an hour. So I don't know how many um, albums that he priced throughout the course of this uh, video while we shot, but like truly Jeff gets an all-star award.
0: Yeah, great acting as the <laughs> disinterested record store oh, clerk.
2: nailed it. Totally <laughs> nailed it. Uh, one other thing as far as like music and sounds and things with the gift part too, um, uh, a little Easter egg within the audio. If you listen closely, when Babs first meets Lottie in the beginning, you hear some really heavy breathing. Um, that actually was our geriatric pug, Oats, named after John Oates of Holland Oates, RIP Oats. But uh but yeah, he he really worked his little heart out, like heavy breathing, um, next to my phone while I was recording that. So he will live on forever in your Christmas special now.
0: Yeah. The there's a lineage of dead pets in these at this point, <laughs> which is like when you've done something for a decade, things are gonna drop off.
2: Yes. It's I a good way to honor them. I don't know
0: that we have any dead humans yet, which is a it will eventually happen. Yeah. It's kind of a dark thing to think about.
2: Will you start running, like, at the end of uh, the Academy Awards, how they have, like, um, characters that have passed over the past year? Maybe we could honor the fallen pets uh, and eventually people if we have to, you know?
0: Uh, it's already in the... In
2: okay. The <laughs> you're, you're, I just out of myself for not <laughs> watching hey, to the last minute. Sorry. It's,
0: it's come up on these the podcast in general that the people who work on these specials don't watch them. They watch their segment <laughs> and hey, fair... They're long. This is. I think this one we're talking about is the longest one. Yeah, new record. There's. We've had two that have been almost an hour, and I think this is the Mm. longest one. We Mm -hmm. haven't broken an hour yet. Mm -hmm. There is a rumor going around. Someone's spreading it since this is the tenth year that this special will be. 10 hours long. Wow. So if you guys want to make a very long the gift part 3, he would be happy.
2: Okay, <laughs> to to eat up some space. <laughs> and the person
0: spreading this rumor is not me. He would be happy. I would not be happy if it was okay. 10 hours long. <laughs> that's too much. And then as far as working the marionette, that's your husband Mike.
2: Yeah, Mike being like a 6 foot 3 guy is crouched behind some of Jeff's <laughs> record stands um you know, ho- holding Babs up to get some of those money shots. So great, um, great puppetry work uh, by my better other half. So,
0: Do you guys, is it, who ca- came up with the idea for this? Do you work on it together? Does Matt have input? Do you uh, just go, let's go there and see what happens?
2: Well, yeah, I guess it's, it's hard thinking back because we were also pretty sleep deprived parents of a relatively newborn child.
0: Yeah, you'd mentioned that, Lottie was three months old here. Yeah, so, Lottie. Yeah.
2: Lottie was three months. I had just gone back to work full time. everybody was pretty sleepy, um, but we, we like doing creative stuff so this was a nice change of pace. In general, like I would say perhaps a couple adult beverages are involved. Um, there's some I, I normally end up sketching things out and kind of pitching some ideas to the guys and you know we see what sticks. Not going to lie, I, I'm not above actually literally storyboarding. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so I, ha- I have some pretty, uh, they'll probably make somebody laugh someday finding uh, sketches from Gift 1 and Gift 2 <laughs> as a yep. comic strip somewhere. But
0: Yeah, 30 years from now, if we're still making these, um, Lottie can make a thing about a haunted comic strip. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Just... It would be called, what's wrong with my parents? Look at all these things I found in a trunk. <laughs> yeah, they made me do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for making the gift part two, and thank you for letting us put it in our special. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, th- thanks, Travis. We love doing it. It's a lot of fun, and I think like creative projects like this are what makes Champagne Urbana cool. Um, so I'm, I'm glad this exists too.
0: Yeah, I agree. And saying how this is part two, and it ends on a cliffhanger with Matt grabbing the puppet and running out of the store. Is there going to be a, the gift part three?
2: We've pitched some ideas. We got slowed down a little bit by COVID and also having a, a second kiddo, uh, Frank. Um, you know, darn it, you know, these pandemics and having other babies, you know, really get in the way of our Travis Wainhart Christmas special oh, creative projects. <laughs> How dare
0: life happen. Yeah,
2: so rude. But um, but yeah, we we have a couple ideas that we've kicked around. So ho- hopefully this incubation time period of uh, brainstorming throughout the year will you know, crank out some goodness as we get closer to uh, this next installment.
0: So every episode I have a standard set of questions I ask the guests. We'll get to that right now. The first one is we're in the 10th year of the Christmas specials. You guys have seen some of them. You've made stuff for two of them. So overall throughout the decade of the Travis Wainhert Christmas specials existing, what's a good or bad, (laughs) I guess, biggest memory you have of... The Christmas specials,
2: yeah. Well, uh, one uh, would be as as a mama as I was at Carl um, actually giving birth to my second kid, who's born on December twentieth. Um, you know, flipping through the channels, trying to get a human out of my body, and um, darn it, if there on the TV wasn't the Travis Wayne Christmas special, and. We laughed so hard, like being total fanboy fangirls trapped in the hospital during the pandemic. Like we weren't even allowed to leave our room. Yeah. So, so it was like such a dark humor, funny thing to like come across uh, with, with the next chapter of our family while we were in the hospital. So so yeah, there you go, Travis. That, that was probably my funniest association with uh, what, what you've created.
0: Yeah, I know. Usually around the beginning of November, I reach out to people who've made stuff in the past and... Our main communication has just been through Twitter, <laughs> no. so I like. I remember sending you a message around that time, and you were like, "Well, probably not. We're about to have a baby." Yeah, and then I think, yeah, you did mention like, "Hey, we had the baby, and we saw this in I the know. Yeah, <laughs> and another thing about that, um, Erin Gillis, who I make all my segments with, and who is the co-host of this podcast, she's a nurse and is constantly worried that that exact same thing will happen—that she'll be in with the patient at Carl, and they will see her doing these things but
2: but on the flip side though depending upon you know the sense of humor and personality type of the patient that could be like the best high five please get me that nurse and bring her to my room <laughs> so.
0: yeah she was actually just yesterday I was talking to her about this exact same thing and she yeah. was like I'm glad that we get to wear masks to oh, wear yeah.
2: <laughs> no one says I recognize those eyes no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: then the second question I have for all my guests is Without consideration for what the budget would take or the talent of the people involved, what's something you would like to make for one of these Christmas specials, your ideal thing?
2: Yeah. I I mean, as a kid, I thought Claymation was pretty cool. Um, I grew up watching Pee Wee Herman or if we think of Penny on uh, Nickelodeon with the little pennies as eyes. Yeah. Um, so th- those are all things I dug, um, but I think it would be really fun just to make a series of characters or creatures and to have the knowledge on how to bring them to life that way. Um, so that that's something that I used to do really lame versions of that as a kid and got a lot of joy from it, and I think that'd be really fun if given infinite time and the right tools. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that'd be a blast to bring back and try to do.
0: Our buddy Laurel, who's... Had a variety of things in these specials, acting, music, et cetera. That was like the first thing she made was a claymation, stop motion, claymation thing. So let's put you guys in touch and you can make the gift part three okay. like a claymation. <laughs> a clay bag. Here we go. Just like the Christmas specials, I don't want all of the stuff in this podcast to come from my brain. So each month I have the previous month's guest ask a question for this month's guest. Last month was Colleen Troutman talking about one of the Babu Bear segments. Oh,
2: those, that was a good clip, yeah. too. I really enjoyed theirs. And yeah. th-
0: thanks to Colleen for being a great guest. And here's the question that she had for you.
2: So you're a Barbara Streisand fan? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. My mom has been trying to push. Sorry, Judy. Judy's my mom. My mom has been trying to push her Streisand albums on us for over a decade and we keep you know kindly recommending perhaps goodwill might be a better recipient than us so not not the biggest streisand fan when it comes to our own music tastes but uh but it it does have a an interesting history within our family so hopefully we're honoring streisand in her own weird way yeah.
0: get those records from your mom and use them as props yeah <laughs> i don't think she'd be very happy public about access that. special <laughs> also each month i have the guests ask me a question anything mm-hmm. they'd like to know Preferably about the Christmas specials.
2: I am very curious about the making behind the scenes of some food-related episodes. Specifically, I've had uh, stuck in my mind for too long that wildly uncomfortable segment with your friend slow buttering his hands with the perfectly room temp melty stick of butter and it you know it's one of those anecdotes that i wish i could erase but like it's in there it's in my noggin it's gonna stay there for a while so i I was wondering if just to ask you like tell me about you know the catalyst behind that was there a particular cooking show that made you guys kind of brainstorm that episode or maybe just like some of your favorite food segments like that in general
0: yeah so with that segment specifically that's my friend tony We've mentioned him a thousand times on this podcast because he does all of the hard work for the Christmas specials at this this point. And that cooking segment was kind of him acknowledging that he can't work with the rest of us (laughs) because he's too skilled. And so like, he had written this horror movie short, wrote a script, gave it to us well in advance, we all showed up to work on it, and it was very obvious that no one had ever read it until they got there that day. Oh,
2: heartbreaking.
0: And then the we made a. Se- so we made that horror movie short. He realized none of us were good at acting. We made a sequel to it where no one had to talk at all, it was all action. <laughs> the end of that sequel was me dying, Tony dying, the star of the movie, Chelsea dying. Yeah. And it started this whole overarching plot for the Christmas specials which added in continuity which we never intended to exist so working from Tony being dead and he wouldn't say this but it's how I feel is him not wanting to work with other people (laughs) he has started making all of his segments on his own in his apartment yeah since he's dead he's stuck in hell being forced to make public access television yes and that's he got the cooking show cooking me that specific butter thing is one of my favorite things ever in the Christmas special. And he had told me for that specifically, he took a whole stick of butter. He filmed himself just melting it all the way down with his hands. So there's even more footage of it somewhere.
2: I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding. Also, is he setting up a camera and then by himself? Yes. yes. Now this is getting darker. I like it. There's
0: even like... <laughs> So his co-host in the segment is a puppet, which he runs. So sometimes it's a close-up of him running the puppet. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes it's like the puppet wedged up on like a stick because it's sitting next to him (laughs) and not moving. But uh, that butter segment, yeah, there's extra footage of it. Um, We've actually went back and shown the same footage multiple times in the Christmas specials because we think it's so funny and so uncomfortable for people to watch. And there's a part in the podcast now where i am going to play the audio from that every episode
2: i feel like you need to find some gallery space around the christmas season and it could be a called like the travis wayne christmas experience yeah. and that like there just be these big giant tv screens like constantly repeat playing these clips like can you imagine whole room encompassed with just like butter hands you
0: know we've <laughs> I mean, it's not open anymore, but when the art theater was around, we yeah. always kind of toyed with the idea of like setting aside an evening and showing yes. all of these specials. At this point, there's like six hours though. Wow. It's so long. Yeah. Um, One more, th- a couple more things about that. The We've reused the footage of that butter segment so much and the sounds of it and everything that in the most recent Christmas special, which just came out last month, the third Christmas in July special, the Travis Wienhurt Christmas in July special – Danville drift Tony's still stuck in hell still making his public access cooking show and this time he's redoing that same recipe, those Christmas wreaths, but he's being tortured by the demons in hell while doing it. (laughs) And so they're like, here, use this to butter up your hands, and it's a container full of thumbtacks.
2: Oh, no.
0: He does the butter thing again, but with fists full of tacks. Wow. You can watch it on YouTube right now if you would like.
2: Some dark acupuncture right there.
0: Yeah, and then another thing about cooking segments in general, like I said, every November I reach out to people Hey, we're starting production on this. If you want to make something, let me know if I can help. Inevitably, every year, someone's like, I have an idea to do a cooking segment. I have an idea to do a cooking segment. I have an idea to do a cooking segment. And if you've seen the specials, you know that none of them happen. They don't do them. Because it is just like an easy idea to come up with. Mm -hmm. And then also with working on these Christmas specials, people don't follow through, which is fine. It's no one's job.
2: One for your audience base. One uh, thing that I think could inspire if uh, your fans are unfamiliar with Thu Tran, who does Food Party, highly recommend it. So I think this was like Brooklyn Public Access TV okay. puppetry, but she did it as a cooking show. So, for example, one of her segments was, um, it, this is dark, but oh well, uh, cutting off her limbs and then cooking them throughout the course of the show <laughs> to then try to eat her body parts. or um, And she has puppets, kind of Wee Herman style, that like live in the freezer. And, like, the sets are so amazing and imaginative. But, but yeah, I, f- I feel like she's done some really weird, gross, funky, humorous cooking shows that maybe could be, like, another, in addition to Tony's amazing work, yeah, I, w- I would highly recommend Food Party that was on uh, IFC channel, like, about 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, at this point, Tony is working mostly with puppets that are the demons torturing him in hell. And then... One last bit of info about the people not following through on making those cooking segments. Um, Do you know Adani Sanchez?
2: No, not offhand.
0: She's a, a very positive person, a great friend. She works on these Christmas specials and one of her, I guess, jobs at this point is to voice one of those demons.
2: Oh, nice.
0: And at one point in one of the credits, the end credits where it's showing everyone's names and whatever, Tony wrote a script for her character to like, trash the people who say they're going to make cooking segments every year and then don't follow (laughs) through like oh a cooking segment how imaginable how imaginative no one's ever done something like that before
2: so you're saying if anyone contacts you to say they're going to do a cooking segment and doesn't that a demon voice coming through via a puppet will then like list out their names on a on a naughty list Is what i'm hearing start
0: using a donny to call people out okay (laughs) well Thanks for coming over and talking to me today. It was great. I was really looking forward to this, talking to someone who made something that I had nothing to do with and learning a lot about it, which I did. Yep. So thank you.
2: Thanks so much. It was a lot of fun. Ooh, Santa, Santa. Ooh, Santa, Santa.
0: And that does it for Pringles, the Travis Wayne Hurt Christmas special does them all. I know it seemed like a normal episode to listen to, Aaron and I barreling through a summary. Me and a guest repeating a lot of the same stuff that I already talked about with Aaron. But it was honestly a very difficult episode for me to put together because of my real life. You had Aaron and I talking about losing a family member and talking about the segment that we made with my cats, Gillis and Fogelnest, when they were kittens. There's a part where Jen's talking about preserving a deceased pet's voice in the segment she made with her family. And these were difficult things for me to sit down and edit this month because my cat Fogelness just passed away. She was such a happy cat and she died so young and it seems kind of inconsequential to think about right now but I know that having this video of her as a kitten is going to be a treasure that I can rediscover over and over whenever I need it. I'm so happy that I had her in my life and to a much lesser extent I'm happy that she was a part of these Christmas specials. And that's true of anyone who's contributed anything to these specials throughout the years. You see, I don't have a family. I don't have a partner that I've built a life with. I don't have children that I'm watching grow up. I'm not close with the people who raised me. The parents who raised me are dead. The siblings I grew up around, we don't really talk. Out of everyone that I'm actually related to, the only person I talk to with any sort of regularity is my dad. And hey, guess what? He's in these Christmas specials. The concept of a found family is huge in my life. And the people that you see in these specials and here on this podcast are the people I depend on most. The people I try my hardest to be there for. A lot of the best memories of my life have been working on these specials with these people. And in an increasingly bizarre way, the Travis Wainher Christmas specials have become my own twisted version of a home movie. I love all of you so much. And I know I'm not very good at letting you know it. I'm also not very good at making these Christmas specials, though, so why not smash these things together? I don't know. Found Family. Maybe that's what these Christmas specials are about. I want to finish up this month's episode by talking about the Fast and Furious franchise, the king of Found Family entertainment. The themes of Found Family are so strong in these movies that one of the actors died in real life, and they had one of the fictional characters eulogize him at the end of a movie. If it sounds insane, it's because it is. But it doesn't change the sincerity of the message. And so I'd like to paraphrase a bit of that eulogy that Dominic Toretto delivers at the end of Fast and Furious 7 by saying, the most important thing in this life will always be the people in this Christmas special. Thank you for listening to the Travis Waynehurt Christmas Special, the podcast. Thanks to my co-host Aaron Gillis and to this month's incredible guest, Jen Quinlan. Our theme music is by Bookmobile, who can be found at badboysabookmobile.bandcamp.com, and our interstitial music is by Curb Service, who can be found at curbservicemusic.com. Tune in again next month for our second and last double episode. We'll be talking about the first year of the COVID pandemic and what it was like to work on the Christmas special during that time. My name's Travis Waynehurt. If anyone out there would like to give me a ride home, I think that'd be real nice. <laughs>
2: Touching
0: this toilet with my leg.
2: If anyone could give me a ride home,
0: that would be real nice.